Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. Hey, Mama. What you doing? Hello, friends. Welcome to Co-Parenting, your Thrive Guide podcast. My name is Deborah Lene, and I am the host of the podcast. I hope that you all are doing well again this week. It We are midway through July. Whoa, right? Seems weird. Like almost now people, don't they do like Christmas in July or something? Kind of crazy. I am as always grateful that you have chosen to join me again this week. And my daughter and I, Ava, we are visiting family, Nico, my son in Florida. And so I am very glad that we could get away for a few weeks and we are able to just enjoy some family time. In thinking about this week's podcast, I have thought about how to deal with common co-parenting issues, right, that we all have every day and all parents, right, go through challenges. Um, But cooperative parenting has its unique issues that are not resolved by conventional parenting plans or problem solving skills. And raising children as a team after a separation or a divorce has occurred really takes a special set of skills and therefore you have to have a unique survival guide, right? These are some, I'm going to give some common co-parenting issues and then just some ideas of ways that you can deal with them. A common co-parenting issue that my friends and other people have told me about, the other person dislikes you. When you entered into your parenting together, right, you probably felt love or some type of positive feelings towards them. It was at least amicable. And then now maybe since that time, obviously, you and your child's other parent have had conflicts and it has changed your relationship. And while it's uncomfortable working with someone you don't like or that doesn't like you, For the sake of your child, you and your partner must put those differences aside. I can relate best to this when, so say, you know, my ex or whatever doesn't like me. I try to think about it in professional terms. And I know if you listen to all my podcasts, I've probably repeated this same thing. But I think that if, you know, there's might be people at work that don't like you, but you still treat them professionally. And you still move throughout your day because, you know, why not? (laughs) You still, you might not want to go for happy hour with them, but you still deal with them, right? Because you have to. So whenever, for me, what has worked for me is whenever an issue comes up and I know that he doesn't like me, right? Is I do my best to think about it through the lens of Ava, And I really work hard. And if you and your co-parent can come together and vow not to discuss the situation that have led to those feelings in front of your child or make them a part of the issue and really focus only on the child and what's best for the child, that works. If the other parent attacks you with words or uses your child against you, do not attack them back. Or the situation might get out of hand very quickly. Remind him or her the situation isn't the child's fault and it is not fair to the child 
to for her to witness or to hear anything like that from her parents. Resist getting into disagreements by telling him if he can't speak calmly and nicely, you will continue the conversation another time. Be firm and follow through with your request. Now, I used to be horrible at this because I was all about a damn fight. I'm just going to be honest. I was all about a fight and proving I was right because I can argue. And <laughs> I know that's that's probably not good to admit, but I'm just saying I was all about an argument. And as I have gotten older, I have realized through all of my mistakes and everything that I've come through that if you can learn to keep it calm and keep it nice, it can really go such a long way. Another common co-parenting issue is you never agree with each other. Most people who plan to have a child together do so because they have common values, we common beliefs, interests, you have things that you like to do. However, as time goes on, these ideals may change as a result of, you know, various experiences or whatever that that you've had. And if you and your co-parent have suddenly been bumping heads on like important decisions concerning the child, you may have to do some of the following to resolve the issues. Learn to compromise so you get what you want sometimes. And he or she gets what they want other times. So you don't have to always get what you want every time, right? Set up a cooperative agreement. And if you can't do it, you can bring in a mediator if needed. If possible, don't make decisions on the spot. Give yourself time and the other parent time to think about a decision, excuse me, and time to process it. If one parent won't agree and the other won't compromise, decide not to do it. So for an example, if one parent, say, I want to take the child camping for two nights or whatever it is, and the other parent says only one night of camping because the other night is my night, whatever it is, don't even do the trip, right? Don't even do it at all. It might be sad or it might be upsetting, but it can go a long way towards maybe calming the situation. If you can't agree on a situation that needs to be decided on, like something that has to be decided on, think only about the best interest and well-being of your child. Disagreements between non-romantic parents they are often the result of the differences between the adults. The actual decision should be made with the child's best interest in mind. Another common co-parenting problem is your child says co-parent is talking badly about you. This is a big one, right? I know for me in my life, it's I've gotten better with age. But when children hear only one parent and they're talking badly about the other, they can become worried and sad, especially if they're younger. And these are obviously negative feelings that none of us want our children to have, right? So it's best to stop the bad mouthing immediately. 
I think in times like this, even though I haven't always practiced this, I do think that it's important to talk to the other parent as soon as possible. And you don't even have to mention, right, that the child said something, but discuss it, how your child has been quiet lately or is upset and mention, you know, there's no longer, you know, love between us and we're not together, but we really want the kid to be happy and we really want our child's happiness to be the center. And it would be best if we leave our personal feelings out of it. If the situation doesn't get any better, you may just want to tell the other parent or your co-parent that you heard the child making some upsetting statements and you would appreciate if they would not talk smack about you anymore. (laughs) Then of course, if it doesn't get any better, you can always talk about doing a family counselor or group counselor or mediator. And then maybe a a third party can help address it and help the other parent see it. The other common co-parenting is um, issue is that the other co-parent breaks our schedule, our agreements often. And this can be really maddening, especially if you are super structured in your life. I am not a super structured person. So uh, I know friends of mine that are in co-parenting relationships, they're very, very structured. And so messes with their world, right? And I get it. I totally get it. If you have a parent that and the rules that are set in place and they break them and don't follow them, I think that you should address it immediately. And some people like to test, right, how far and how far they can get away with without having any repercussions. And I think letting the other parent know that you don't want them violating your co-parenting plan or whatever is important because they were both set I mean, you both, both parents set set in place for the safety and for the well-being of the child. I think that if you want to bring up during that conversation that we can make a new agreement, if this one isn't working for you, but you just don't want it randomly happening, right? And if he or she, right, is truly a jerk or an idiot or whatever other word, I know we're not supposed to call people names, um, and doesn't take you seriously, then of course, you know, you can get a third party involved as well. Another co-parenting issue is that they neglect the child. Ooh, this is a tough one because everybody's idea of neglect is different, right? What mine might be might be different for you. If your parenting partner hasn't been around to see your child and has decided to stop being a parent, You obviously can't force him or her to interact with the child, right? We can't, we just can't do it. Instead, you might want to meet with him or her to discuss what they would like their role to be as a joint parent. And if they decide that they don't want to do anything with the child or only want limited contact, obey their wishes But let me just say this, always leave that door open, right? Always leave it open for when he decides or he wants to engage with his child. Because I will tell you that 
every child, as they get older, they're going to know who was involved. They're going to know who was loved and who, who loved them and took care of them. And if you slam that door as the parent and say, oh, you know, they're never going to see my child. The child might end up resenting you because they might look at it through their eyes of my mom wouldn't let me see my dad. So I would really encourage those of you that have those very difficult situations that you really always leave, always leave that door open. Always leave the door open. It's really, really important. I would also let them know if they want limited contact, let them know that when he or she decides to come back into the picture, that it has to be at a time and a place that is convenient for both you and the child. So you're not going to have to, you know, rock your world to get them to see their, their parent, right? But just leave that door open. Another common co-parenting issue is they ignore your calls and text. This is annoying to me because when I call or when I text, it is important, right? <laughs> and I think that I should be responded to. It doesn't have to be immediately, but just not responding is annoying. It's very, very, I have a hard time with this one. If your kids or our kids are young and you only have, your only line of communication with them is through the other parent during the visit or whatever, the kids have their own phones. So it might be easier to keep in touch with the kids once they have a phone. But sometimes the other parent might restrict calls or text, right? If, if they're not with you, this could be a case of retaliation against you. It's a way of control, right? Or it's a way to focus the child's energy on their side of the family. Either way, there are a couple things that you can do to make sure you don't lose contact with your child and still respect their time with the other parent. Talk to your ex and determine what exactly is the motivation and be honest with yourself about whether your calls and texts are too much. Respect the other parent's time as you would have them respect yours. And I think too, you can create a communication agreement with boundaries, frequencies, timing of calls, non-emergency calls or texts, I think that can be done too. Give the kids a chance to dictate how much communication they need by giving them the power to communicate when they want or during the other visit. I think that's really important. Another common co-parenting issue is social media sharing. Oh, this is a big one, right? And I know that Sim and I years ago when we first split up, we got into it about Sim didn't like something I posted on on Facebook about Ava. I, I don't even know what it was. It was like a picture of us doing something. I don't know. He didn't like it. I unfriended him on Facebook. <laughs> I think we were still friends at the time. And so he like said, oh, I don't want her I don't want you posting that. Oh, I know what it was. It was something. I know exactly what it was. It was something political. And I think I took a picture of Ava and I saying that I voted and Ava had a voting sticker. Well, he didn't like that because he felt like, oh, all the political stuff that was going on. And I just unfriended him and I blocked him. And I said, you know what? I'll post what I want. So that was that was the end of that. And I think when you both are using social media to share information about your lives, it can create jealousy 
or it can raise questions about parenting skills and practices. So as a general rule, according to the experts, as a general rule, parents should agree on what types of information or images to share or not share on social media accounts relating to their children. For example, if one parent is uncomfortable with sharing bath time photos appearing online for a baby or a toddler, the other parent should refrain from posting those images. Now, honestly, I agree with that. I'm not really a, I, when Ava was tiny, I didn't really post photos of her in bath time, but I know, I know people do and it's cute, but um, I, I can totally understand why people don't want to. I think that cooperative parents like myself, also, we should be cautious of what we say to each other on public platforms and negative or harmful social media things shouldn't even be put up about the other. I think that's should absolutely not happen. You shouldn't write negative stuff on social media about your ex. I think that is not okay. And that's just my opinion for what it's worth. But I think that it can lead to a lot of long-term problems within your co-parenting relationship. I think in most cases, discussing the situation, as always with the co-parent, is the best route. And in stressful or difficult situations, you obviously might want to consider seeking a professional's help or getting a mediator. But whether the two of you or you or the other co-parent work things out on your own or with the help of a professional, I think it's so important to remain open-minded and to remain flexible to what the best results could be. And so not putting yourself in a box, not putting all the limitations on what things should be. And so I really hope that these common co-parenting issues, I've given you a few little tidbits to help you in your co-parenting journey. I hope you all have a wonderful week and I look forward to talking to you next week. Hey, mamas, thank you so much for joining me again today on Co-Parenting Your Thrive Guide podcast. You can download your free Thrive Guide on my website at DebraLanae.com. If you enjoyed the show today, don't forget to rate and review me wherever you get your podcast. It really goes in supporting the podcast and I would really appreciate your feedback, good or bad. I would love to hear from you. My new podcast comes out every Monday, so please join me next Monday. Until next time, I am Deborah Lene, and remember for this week to lead your conversations with honesty, clarity, and love, and always give grace extended.